0: Welcome to Conversations with Cynthia. Cynthia Hyatt is a Christian psychotherapist specializing in trauma therapy, couples, relationships, and personal development. She is passionate about your life and is here to encourage, teach, and inspire you to be your own best version. Find her online at CynthiaHyatt.com. That's dot com. Now, with today's fresh insights, Cynthia Hyatt.
1: Well, thank you for joining me today. I'm Cynthia Hyatt. I'm always glad when you take your time to spend with me and just maybe getting some refreshment and some comfort, some direction, maybe some insight. And I'm thankful that you share it with your friends and your family. I think it's really important that in the world that we live in, that we have some good things, some helpful things, even if they're hard sometimes, to help us really be who God calls us to be, to be different than the world, to actually look like we are different people. And so I think it's important that we take time and understand better who we are, what God has for us, what the strengths and weaknesses are. And we spent all day yesterday really talking about Twilight, and I gave you a very quick overview of this quite complicated time of day. And I was really amazed when I did some research on it, you know, that there's three different twilights, the so civil, nautical, you know, all these different types of twilight. And, and I thought it was fascinating how detailed God is, that we get these different twilights and we move in and out of them. And understanding that, that this these different twilights, like nautical twilight, it's right after civil twilight so it's the time that is is almost dark but not really dark and then that astronomical is when it looks really dark but it's not there's still some light available and so if we look at this from an analogical or metaphorical point what does twilight mean to us and why would god build that into the structure of his universe And we talked yesterday about how he used it, all the different major um, events that occurred in twilight, especially in the light of Jesus. And sadly, uh, you know, the the, uh, reference to twilight when it comes to humans is not always that great. And we get this in Proverbs chapter 7, verse 9. And this is where it tells us that that whole twilight time, is, is this time where people oftentimes walk right into darkness. And they, they speak of adultery, especially in this time. And we see this in the verse, it says, at twilight, as the day fading, as the night sets in, and then it says in, in, the, next, in the next way, it says, in the black and dark of night, which is the usual time adulterers take to commit their works of darkness by which they think to conceal. They think that being such as they themselves do not care should be seen and known. They're acting as if they don't care. In Job twenty-four fifteen, even though they do care because they cover their face and they go through the dark of night, and most of us understand that a lot of things that are maybe things we would be ashamed of happen at night. And a lot of the things that we do in the night, we might not ever do in the day. And th- this word, this, this Job uh, chapter 24, 15 says, Their works will not bear the sun in daylight, therefore they take the twilight. And when the sun is set, and choose the night, and not let, let light rights neither. But the blackest and darkest nights are fittest for their purpose. And they meet with harlots, they steal, they destroy, they lie, they cheat. So we really want to think about for Jesus, his twilight was his sacrifice to us. Many times our twilight is giving us permission to do things that we probably should never be doing. So we want to look at what are we doing here in those moments, those passing moments that take us from light into dark. And what does that mean to us? And how do we best handle that? So let's look at what twilight really is about when we look at it more metaphorically. It's this moving into a new phase. It's the ending of a phase or an era in its preparation. So twilight can mean I'm graduating from high school, I'm graduating from college. Twilight means my baby's about to be born. Twilight might mean that my job is ending and a job search is ensuing. It might be the end of a relationship. Twilight we always see with age. And we say that people in the very end of their life are at a twilight time. They're ready to go into their perfect sleep. So it's a winding up, it's a winding down. It's going into darkness, it's going into light. It's about expansion and contraction. And so there's ambiguity and obscurity in this time. And I think this is why many people struggle with those times. It's like, is the day starting? Is it ending? What do we do in that really weird time? Now, cultures in the past have really honored twilight. When when they didn't have clocks, that was their clock. They knew that it was time to stop. They knew that it was time to begin. And there's a, a, a very interesting gland in the back of your head and that your brain, as soon as light shines on it, it turns on like a computer. It's like opening the lid of your laptop. And so we're very careful to not expose ourselves to light if we're trying to sleep because it makes it very difficult to go back to sleep. And so our, our bodies, our brains, are hardwired for this issue of twilight and how we handle twilight. So let's talk about this expansion and contraction. It's extremely important and very easy. See, during the day, I'm moving, and that generates heat. I'm expanding, and during the night, I'm reclining, which is the cooling down, I'm contracting. And any athlete knows the power of the cool down, as well as the law of expansion and contraction. If I only work on expanding, I'll, I'll eventually expand so far, there's nothing left of me, or I'll explode and destroy the substance of myself. This is when we talk to people about burnout. But if I only contract, I'll become weaker. Atrophy will, will, will set in. Maybe I'll implode. There's nothing left of me. I will become the least version of me. So when the Lord is showing us through the cycles of night and day, it's the warming up, it's the cooling down. It's the way he strengthens us. See, my muscles come back stronger each time I push them and then subsequently rest them. If we have a terrible time with balance in these two areas, this is where we want to have the Lord help us. If we don't know how to start, we don't know how to stop. And we want to really be saying to the Lord, help me with balance, help me with rhythm, with inertia. One of the things that we struggle with, and I've talked about on this show before, is the power of inertia, and when we're all doing something together, there's a general overall energy that keeps us all going. This is one of the ways that Israelites continued to walk through the desert. They were all walking together. It helped them pace themselves. It gave them rhythm. And it wasn't constant starting and stopping until the stopping was to rest. So in our day and age, we have people in so many different time schedules that we kind of have to create our own inertia and there's a little bit more exhaustion that comes in that. So I want to ask you about balance. Where are you with this? Are you able to end your day? Many of us, we might be having a really good day or a really good event and we refuse to end it. Or we have a really bad day or a bad project or something's not working and we keep working it. See, twilight's coming, and I keep pushing through. I keep resisting that transition, refusing to accept God's timing that it's over. Humans have a terrible time with endings. One, because they're very poignant. And even if it's a good ending, it's still sad. And we have a hard time with that grief and loss process. But we need to understand that if I won't end something, I can't begin the new thing God has for me. And the ending is, is, is a time of restor- at restoration. It's a restorative time. The early evening, subsequent night, it's the time to stop, to recline, to rest, to reflect. So if I end my day too soon, or I don't start my day at all, I will end up not wanting to live it. I want to escape. I want to continue the night. I won't, want, I won't want the night to end because I won't want the day to begin. And I won't want the day to end because maybe for some of us, loneliness ensues during the evening and at night. So we want to really understand how can we help ourselves with this. See, twilight doesn't have to only be the sunrise and sunset. I want you to look at the twilight areas of your life. What is God attempting to begin in your life? What is he wanting to end in your life? And how can we take really good care of ourselves so that we manage the beginnings and the endings of our lives? Because this is part of the way that we honor God. So I want you to see twilight differently. I want you to see it as a way to order your world, to honor God's timing, and return to the natural rhythm. Now, if you have a job that starts at 12 and ends at 9, then that's the natural rhythm. So you have to then really put your, your twilights, the sunrise and sunset, at a time that may not match the sun and the moon. But metaphorically you can still put this into place so that you make sure you end the day and that you are ready to start the day. So see see twilight as a way to remember sacrifice and to offer ourselves as a living sacrifice. This is what Jesus did at twilight. This is when he died, and this is when he rose again. He died at twilight, he was buried, and the next morning he arose. So this is written into the DNA of our beings. So twilight is preparation. It's crucial. Don't miss it. And don't just blow through it. And the reason I researched this, I told you yesterday, I am very guilty many times of this. I want to control time. I want to expand it. I want to contract it. I don't want to be governed by it. But this is in our best interest. God put an internal pacing into us. And twilight is part of that pacing. So whatever your time is, when you're supposed to start, when you're supposed to stop, make sure that you have healthy pacing. So I want you to look at some ways that we really can work on taking care of ourselves and how we can do this well and I like, I like looking at different ways that people are, are, are saying some good, healthy care. And so take time to identify the activities and actions that make you feel good. Don't just keep going through your life and, and hoping you get to the next moment. Really take some time to reflect. These are things like the reflection times can be before you go to bed. The reflection time can be when you get home, depending on what your schedule is and what your family is like. It can be in the morning. It could be while you're getting ready. I'm not a fan always of multitasking because I know that that's not very helpful in many ways, but there are times when you are doing things that you can take time to reflect more positively instead of while you're getting ready for work, obsessing or stressing over the day. Just take time and say, God, what are the, some of the good things you've done for me? How did you show up yesterday in my job? How did you help me with my kids yesterday, last week? What was a nice thing that my wife or my husband or my partner did for me? Reflect on these things and the things that make you feel good. What are some accomplishments you've made in your life? Think on those things. I'm not always on the mistakes and the things that aren't working. If you can, daily would be nice. But if you can't do it daily, weekly. Find somewhere to be quiet and meditate. Say every Saturday morning at 10 o'clock, I go walk around the park. Or I take a drive. Or I sit, I sit in, my, in the bathroom. I shut the door. I lock it. I read. I think. I journal. You have to have some time of repose, time that isn't just, I'm relaxing in front of the television, but you really get back in touch with who you are because the world is constantly trying to pull us away from ourself. Reread a favorite book, Avoid Triggers. If you know that there's a difficult person in your life, you can delay that interaction you can say, you know, I'm going to do it at this time. I'll give that person a call at this time. I'm going to protect the moment I'm in, and I'm not going to let that trigger steal from me. So triggers might be negative TV shows. Triggers might be listening to too much politics. Triggers may be rehashing old hurts and negativities. Things that really are triggers may be for women especially, being, being too aware of your own appearance so that you start to get negative about yourself. So watch shows that are funny, that are comforting. Remember I've told you, wow, this is a hard world. We need comfort. And if we don't comfort ourselves well, we will do self-medicating behaviors. So take time for yourself away from others. Work on getting a full night's sleep. This is what God said in Exodus when he said the seventh day is a Sabbath and then he rested. So even God needed rest. Now he may not need as much as we do, but he knows how he made animals and humans. They need rest. The earth needs rest. Good farmers know that they have to let some of those fields be, be, be at rest for different seasons so that the, the soil comes back and is actually fruitful for the seeds they plant. This is what the seven, day, seven years meant in the Old Testament seven years of rest. So give yourself necessary rest. Put on fresh and comfortable clothing. My goodness, especially for us as women, sometimes we wear things that are so uncomfortable just so that we can feel better about how we look. And I don't mind that for certain occasions. But there's nothing wrong with dressing well and being comfortable and not having to think about your clothing every day. Take a hot bath, swim in your pool, take a walk, whatever. Go dancing. These types of things are really important things like don't feel guilty about turning down an invitation take a day off of work if you need to write a gratitude list Hmm. we talked about that a couple of weeks ago how important that is spend some time outside one of the things that really helps people when it comes to health is to get back to the earth We are so out of sync with the way the earth works. It used to be that everybody was on the same, in the same rhythm. We got up, we went to bed. We got up, we went to bed. There were three meals a day. Everybody took off Sundays or took off Saturdays. Everyone went to church on Sunday. There was this rhythm that helped all of us with energy. And now many of us have to create our own energy to create our own and keep up with our own rhythm. Make sure you take care of your body. It's really, really imperative. The best way to honor God is to take care of the body He gave you. He has a plan for why you're here on earth. You only get one body, and this body only gets one life. And it is working really hard to keep you alive no matter what you do to it. So we want to be thankful and grateful for our bodies, our bodies are fallen. They're fighting every day, and they're still compensating for how poorly we treat them and what we expect of them. So be kind to your bodies. Eat balanced diets. Treat yourself to guilty pleasures once a week, not three times a day. Really practice breathing. The art of breathing has been lost, especially on Americans. We are very shallow breathers, which is very stressful for our overall body. The, more, the less oxygen your brain has, the harder it is to problem solve. Pet animals, do yoga, turn off your phone, splurge a little, schedule an appointment with a therapist, download somewhere to someone that isn't going to judge you. Do something inspirational that motivates you. And it might be the most inspirational, motivational thing you can do is take a nap. Nobody's judging you. See, and if they are, they're not allowed to. So don't judge yourself. Do what you need. And what you need is unique to you. I tell clients day in and day out, you need what you need. You just, that's what you need. So spend time with close friends and family that are uplifting and non-judgmental. And remember, self-care is not an option. It's essential. And it's imperative that we do it. I hope that this is helpful for you as you really consider best ways to take care of yourself and things that will be so helpful for you in understanding the twilight of your own life and how you can do these things for yourself, how you can honor God in his creation of you and take the best care of you because you really are worth it. And God really loves you. So I want you to take some time and think about this. And we are going to talk more about change. Because twilight brings change. And it's supposed to bring change. And that's what it really truly is intended to do. And so when we're working through change, we have to understand how stressful change can be for us. Because we're not always... We we can resist change. Even if it's good, it can be very stressful. So we want to be careful as we are looking at change and how we're going to go about doing it. So tomorrow we're going to be talking about this whole idea of change and how well it it kind of threads itself into twilight. Because twilight is intended to ease us in and out of change. And sometimes We're not eased into change. Sometimes change is thrust upon us. Just like we talked about yesterday, imagine if God didn't give us twilight and we were slammed into darkness and thrown into bright light and we had no way of easing ourselves in and out of darkness and light. So we're going to talk about this issue of change. You know, because the only thing you can depend on is change change is always occurring and I want you to be flexible enough to change and one of the things that will help you be flexible enough to change is to manage the issue of twilight because twilight if you learn to do that and recognize the rhythms in your life and recognize the need for rest and recognize the need for boundaries And recognizing how to do that, the changes that you are going to initiate or that will be thrust upon you will be much easier to manage and far less stressful. So God bless you. Thank you for joining me today. I hope you have a blessed rest of your week. Make sure you check out the website. We've got lots of things on there for you. And lots of, uh, all the podcasts are there. You can send them to your friends as well. Have a great day. God bless you.
0: To hear today's program again, or to share it with someone else, please go online, CynthiaHyatt.com. That's C-I-N-T-H-I-A-H-I-E-T-T.com. Conversations with Cynthia is heard daily at 3 p.m., and 12 noon every Sunday on Faith Talk 1360 KPXQ. Follow Cynthia on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn at Cynthia Hyatt. Until next time, remember, be your own best version.